You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and it's great to be back after a little break and I hope you enjoyed the last few weeks of second helping shows when you got a chance to hear some previously aired interviews. Coming up on the programme this evening, Ron Forrestal from Forrestal Wine Merchants will be in the studio shortly to tell us all about Christmas wines. What else? I'll be talking to Georgina Campbell from the infamous Georgina Campbell's Guides about the Board Bea Just Ask campaign and finding out about the latest winner. I'm out and about at a secret location in West Limerick to meet the big man himself, that is Santa Claus. And finally, at the end of the programme, Caroline Gray from Easy Food magazine has details about the Easy Food Christmas Annual, which is out in the shops now. If you'd like to get in touch with me on Best Possible Taste, please drop me an email to s.nunan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. So Ron from Forestal Wine Merchants is here in studio and tonight what else could we talk to him about but wines for the festive season. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Ron, great to see you. Thanks, Sharon. Christmas is just around the corner, so it's time to stock up now on the wines for the Christmas dinner. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Christmas is a um, huge occasion for wine, ha- has been for the last number of years. Um, people like getting wine, they like giving gifts as wine because it's the traditional bottle of brandy or bottle of whiskey has been replaced over the last few years because you can just get much better value in wine and the packaging is nicer and and people always like taking if they get a couple of bottles of wine in the office they tend to bring them home with them whereas to get a bottle of whiskey they tend to put it in the press somewhere and nobody yeah, ever knows where exactly, it came from exactly unless you are the whiskey or the brandy yeah exactly and how many people are you know exactly, that's because yeah. yeah. what I've noticed and I, I was talking to a, a corporate client we have last week they used to give out brandy and his biggest issue was that he went in a couple of years ago I've been giving wine to him for a couple of years now he went in to give a couple of bottle of brandy which is a 40 euro bottle of gift and the guy had like six or seven in a drawer. He didn't even know where they came from, really didn't know who gave them. And I was, he did a package of three bottle box of wine for the same price. And uh, the guy texted, it was his last year, the guy texted him the week after and said uh, that the, the white was lovely. Can you get the white? Because his wife really liked it. And there you go, Happy you know, he brought it home. Yeah. and. Uh, yeah. Um, so there, I think there's a great gift, and people you can see all the gifts that are out there with related to wine. So it is really popular. People are sitting around, they're they're trying to to have something during the day that isn't that heavy, and wine is the ideal ideal option for that. And of course, if you're not a wine drinker, the chances are that somebody coming into your house is going to be a wine drinker, or you will be visiting a house where you want to take a bottle of wine. So it's yeah, never absolutely. going to go to waste. No, not at all. God, no. Um, you're going to use it's going to last anyway. Uh, if you happen to have it lying around but it's very handy to have something to get. wine's kind of an all-rounder you know that if you're going to start buying spirits and people are arriving you're going to ask them if you want to drink then you have to have a whole lot of options for them whereas you can take out a glass of wine and say listen you're going to have a glass of wine and most people will will be happy enough for that so it's a good option absolutely well of course Christmas morning a lot of people are cracking open a bottle of bubbles and you have a bottle of fizz that you recommend that they start yes. off with Yes, but what I brought today was kind of a, a Christmas Day package of wines, really. Um, now I brought one bottle of each, obviously, because that that's, would cover most people. But the bigger the group you have, you know, it's a, um, a couple of bottles of each would cover a lot of people because it's a longish day. So what I brought to start was a, a Prosecco, because Prosecco is so hugely popular. Um, Italian sparkling, it's very good value. 
Again, there's two types of Prosecco. There's a screw cap version that you see, and then there's a pop-off cork, like a champagne cork. There's a big difference in the products. Screw cap one has bubble in it, but but uh, not an awful lot, whereas the pop-off cork is a full bubble, same as champagne, same process as champagne, and a far superior product, and more expensive for that reason, but much better product. And it's lovely. Prosecco's easy to drink, not that high in alcohol, so it doesn't have huge effect that early on in the day and it's very refreshing you know and it's, if you want to mix it with orange juice something works perfectly well or raspberry or something works really nice in them I'm a huge fan of Prosecco anybody <laughs> that knows me knows that I could drink it to the guys come home I think it is a great one as you say that it is a bit lower in alcohol yes, yeah. than, than the red or the white wines are and I was at a party recently and they had a bottle of Prosecco sitting and they put a spoon into it upside mm. down and they said, they told me that this stops the fizz going out of it. Yes, yeah, I've seen people do that um, and leave it for a day or so. Um, and I don't know what the science is behind it or why it works. It does slightly work. I, I've seen it work with people. Now, the only thing is that once the bottle is open, it tends to lose quality fairly quickly and it will lose bubbles. There's just no way of stopping it. Now, how much effect it has is another thing. But I don't find it's hanging around that Best to drink it, really. It's just <laughs> best to drink it. You know, it's just, <laughs> there isn't a chance for that, to, that yeah. to be required, you know. But we have uh, we have single, you know, 200ml uh, bottles of Prosecco as well in both varieties, the Better Value Screw Cap and the Pop-Off Cork one as well. Um, family Marsa from the same people. And they're ideal, you know, if you, if you have, say, your partner uh, doesn't um, likes a glass of Prosecco, but you don't, these are ideal because they're one serve, like you get a glass and a half out of it and that's it. They can be kept in the fridge and open at any time. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, nice to have. Mm. So that's our Prosecco to, to start us off. And then you have a French white wine that you recommend. Yes. Well, uh, Christmas dinner, and I think we talked about this before, Christmas dinner is a particularly difficult one to, to, um, to match up wines with because there's so much going on at the dinner and it's not the turkey turkey isn't the issue at all because turkey on its own is a fairly light meat very similar to chicken works well with white wines you find it hard to get a red wine to match it it doesn't overpower it too much but it's the fact that we're eating so much other things around it um, you know like sausage stuffing you know maybe heavy gravy um, a whole lot of other things that the hams that all add to the, the 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 kind of intensity of the meal which means that you you when you come to the main course red works very well but as people are having smoked salmon or prawns or something to start um, I brought a Macon Looney which is a French um, burgundy white from Macon um, it's a Chardonnay 100% Chardonnay but no oak or anything so you don't have that Australian feel of really oaky Chardonnays but a beautiful crisp really nice crisp Chardonnay and it's the kind of one you should try again Chardonnay is coming back with a, with a, with a vengeance um, mainly because the UK are, are have that they drink more Chardonnay than Sauvignon Blanc, and that's coming to us now. And the Chardonnays are, are they, they realise that people don't want heavily oaked, you know, really kind of deep yellow, goldeny Chardonnays. They like nice light ones, and they work better with food. They're not something you're going to sit down and drink a bottle of while you're watching something with somebody else. Obviously, you're not going to drink a bottle on your own, but. The, but when you're uh, having dinner and you have three or four people having a glass, that means a bottle is only going to get cover one glass and a bit per person. So it gives you an idea of time to have something that you wouldn't normally have. And I think that's a beautiful product to have. It works exceptionally well with salmon, prawns, anything, any salads, anything like that works really well. 
and then coming to the main course it's you know it's it's really pick something that you like um and i'm a huge fan of italian reds i, I think they're just so different um they're not too overpowering they're not that heavy but they're very delicate they'll be very delicate and fine and this is a, one i have today is a valpola cheddar rapasso from campagnola smashing product just really nice product good bit of depth in it load of flavor you'll taste it for three or four minutes after you have a have a drink of it it's a super product um and then for dessert which is dessert is a big thing at christmas as you know some people have one two three different things that that for dessert so i think it's the ideal time to have a little glass of dessert wine and the one i have today is uh the i, I think we've had it before we tasted it here before it's a it's a new zealand uh, late harvest sauvignon blanc which is a sweet wine you serve a very small portion of it uh, that half bottle will cover 10 or 12 people easily and it's just so nice and clean at the end of a meal and gives you a lovely kind of refreshing sweet uh, compliment to something that you're having and what sort of a glass do you put it in if it's a small glass do you put it into an ordinary wine glass or would you use a sherry glass for it well it's better to be in a glass where there's a bit of room left in it sherry glass would be the right measure but not the right glass to drink it out of um you could measure it in a sherry glass and then pour it into a proper mm. small glass now not a big wine glass because it'll get lost but if you have a nice, tidy, small wine glass, it's perfect. It's where you can swirl it around because it's really nice. It has great aromas off it. It's, it's a beautiful product. I really like dessert wines. I think they're, they get a bad press because they're quite expensive, whereas this one is not at all uh, costing around 15 euros a half bottle. But that half bottle will cover 10 people to have a taste at the end of a meal. And it's just that something extra special yep. to have as part of the dinner yeah exactly and we sell a lot of packaging at Christmas a lot of you know corporate stuff and people giving gifts and that and uh, like this package we have a box all that this goes into the four bottles go into this box you can pick any four bottles you want but they're going to a really nice presentation box so for like 70 euros you have all four of those and you have your Christmas day covered with a really nice package especially if you're going to somebody where you're going to somebody for dinner it's a really nice thing to bring it comes in a lovely presentation box and again you can mix and match the wines around if you think you have a, a or maybe instead of dessert wine maybe a bottle of port which is a great it adds a few more euros to it but a late bottle of vintage port would cover you know a couple of ports after a dinner when you're sitting around and that's really really nice especially if you're having cheese or something it's amazing and does that dessert wine go well with cheese or is it ideally with something sweet like yeah, it's ideally dessert? with something sweet actually it, it, they're 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 made for for fruit-based desserts they're made for like fresh fruit you know for something that has a kind of a bit of acidity in it like that that's what the, the those dessert wines are made for don't work that particularly well with cheese because cheese is has that pungent kind of overpowering feel to it that just a dessert wine like that just won't be able to stand up to it. That's why port or a good, a good heavy red is ideal because they're able to stand up to it. But port is fantastic. The only thing is you shouldn't be drinking port too early in the day now. It's, it's a thing that's easy, very easy to drink and it can um, it can rule out any any um, any activity after, <laughs> after late in the evening, I'd imagine, because it's, um, it's, it's, you'd be falling asleep on the couch. I'd imagine yeah, if you had a couple of those. We must remind people of the website, drinkaware.ie, yeah. and to, to take it easy over Christmas. Now, this Friday and Saturday in Newcastle West, it's the Enterprise Town Expos that are on in mm. Desmond College, and you're going to be there on Friday evening from 6 o'clock until 9, and on Saturday from 12 to 3. So you'll have a few wines there for people to come along yeah, yeah, and have absolutely. a taste of we'll have a few wines to taste um, we have some packaging as well so you can see what kind of stuff for gifts and that 
um, and obviously we deliver anything you want for us we'll even deliver them to other people if you want them if you don't do it yourself no problem at all but we'll have a whole selection of stuff there that night that you can see Okay, fantastic. And if people want to, to check out forestalwine.ie is your website. And as we say, that event is on Friday night from 6 o'clock until 9 and Saturday from 12 o'clock to 3. It's free entry, completely free to come along to it. Mm. And there's going to be lots of different businesses there showcasing their wares. It sounds like a great groups. event, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we shall look forward to seeing you then. And until then, have a good week. And thanks a million for bringing those in for us. No Rob. problem at all. Thanks, Sharon. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Schleinte. Lovely as always to talk to Ron and be sure to call to him at the Enterprise Town event on Friday and Saturday in Desmond College in Newcastle West, especially if you're thirsty. And I'll have more details about that event at the end of the programme. Still to come tonight, I'm out and about at a secret location in West Limerick to meet Santa Claus. And finally, at the end of the programme, Caroline Gray from Easy Food magazine has details about the Christmas annual, which is out in the shops now. Next, though, we're heading to the telephone to talk to Georgina Campbell, who is synonymous with Ireland's leading independent hospitality guide. Georgina joins us tonight to remind us about the Board Bia Just Ask initiative and tell us about the November winner. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Georgina, great to have you on the programme this evening. Great to be back, Sharon. Thank you very much. And we're going to talk again about the Just Ask Board Bia campaign and you're going to tell us about the latest winner. But just remind the listeners what exactly the campaign is. Yes, well, just uh, very briefly, um, it's an initiative that was established by Board Bia in 2009 uh, and it's, it's aimed at recognising restaurants right across the country uh, that exemplify the best practice in sourcing local produce and most importantly, profiling suppliers on their menu. Uh, so I'd come back in a minute about the criteria because I think that uh, a few people have been asking me since the last program uh, to be a bit more specific about the criteria. And uh, I think that that would be very helpful both for restaurants who would like to be considered for the Just Ask Award and also for people who might like to nominate their favourite restaurants. Okay, perfect. And last month we had a double winner situation and the most recent winner then is in Kildare. Yes, indeed it is. It's in the Kildare village. Um, I was going to say shopping centre, but I don't think they like to be known as a shopping centre. It's very much uh, a destination, a a boutique uh, destination. And uh, they're very fortunate now that uh, this is a very good place to choose for this particular restaurant because, you know, it's a very interested uh, sort of a clientele in that area. Um, the other interesting restaurant that they have there actually is done in Crescenzi, and I'll come back to that in a moment because I think there are some quite interesting uh, comparisons between the long-established Dun and Crescenzi and the new one, our winner uh, for this month, uh, which is Le Pain Quotidien, uh, which means simply our daily bread, uh, and it's known commonly as LPQ, which is much easier for everybody. It's relatively new, is it? It's in the new part of the Kildare village. Yes, it is. And it's the first one in Ireland, too. It's a very interesting example of globalisation turned on its head, really. Um, The history of of this place is really very interesting. Um, It all goes back to a Belgian chef and baker called Alain Coumont, um, who really brought his philosophy of seasonal, organic and local produce uh, to a restaurant. He was uh, working in a restaurant where he couldn't get good local bread. And so he made bread, good bread, made that the basis of everything that he did. And by good bread, he meant sourdough bread. And that was his speciality. 
And so um, as, as a result of this simple, very, very simple philosophy, uh, which is also to do with seasonal, organic, local, um, he's brought this to over 230 restaurants around the world. So what you get actually now is, uh, as I say, it, it's an extraordinary situation because it, it's an international business in a sense, and yet it's got a very local uh, aspect to it. In everywhere that they set up, uh, they really make a point of using local produce lo- and supporting local producers. And uh, Maureen Gunn in, in Bordbia told me that uh, before they opened in Ireland, and this is their first outlet, first we hope for several, um, they, uh, they actually approached Bordbia and looking for advice, which, you know, is very unusual mm. for a restaurant chain to do something like this. And they came in, you know, six months ahead of opening. Uh, they came in and wanted to be, to, you know, to work out who were the best suppliers and to work up their chain. And there were certain things uh, which were absolutely non-negotiable. Uh, this, for example, would be that they would have organic milk, bread and eggs. So you've got these very basic foods uh, that they were absolutely insistent that they'd be local. They could easily have brought them in from the UK. Uh, but, you know, they, they don't do that. They, they want to set up and to, you know, to put roots down in the area where, where they open new outlets. And then that these things uh, are absolutely top quality and that that is you know it's just what they are it, it, it's a very interesting um, setup altogether and it's not a franchise um no as i don't think so no i think that no because um the the person that um that we've been dealing with and has uh, been dealing with um uh, uh Bordbea, uh is is actually based in london uh, so as far as I know, it's run directly uh, from them, but I'm not absolutely certain about that. It's a very good question. Uh, but it, the, the way that it works is the same in every country. You will have certain things uh, that would be on the menu anywhere you would go, um, no matter what country you're in. You go into LPQ and there would be certain items that are on the menu. But in every country, equally, uh, there will be certain items which have been uh, developed especially uh, for that local market. I mean, for example, in Ireland, uh, there might be something like, uh, you know, perhaps a stew with made with stout at this time of year. It's very seasonal as well, so these things will change. Uh, but there will be the two the, the two sides to it. There's the international side with the you know with the kind of menu that you would expect, which will be consistent everywhere you go. And on the other side, uh, there will be something which is completely different in each one. It, it's absolutely extraordinary. The menu, I'm looking at it here, like it does have some fairly tasty, nice, as you say, locally sourced products on it. So give us a few examples there of some of the award winning products that are on it, like Fingal Ferguson's yes. Gubing cheese see, so and the charcuterie. Change, of course, uh, because it's a seasonal menu, um, the, the um, foods that they would have that they would feature uh, would actually change uh, through the year but they would nevertheless have a network of suppliers that they would go to at various times. Uh, so, for example, they use Flavin's porridge, their organic porridge, and then there's milk from o- Organic For You in Donegal. Uh, there are not that many people supplying organic milk, so you know that's, that's a very good thing to have. Um, then they have ice cream from Featherbed Farm in County Wexford, which is only down the road from them, really. And uh, also a, a very interesting range of gluten-free options from the Foods of Athen Rye in County Galway. Um, who have specialised in that and you know have built their whole business on producing gluten-free foods that really have a, a homemade flavour. Uh, so that you know th- th- those sort of foods 
And as you say, there would be things like um, the gabine meat. Um, they have, um, they have uh, chicken products, uh, which very unusually. Um, they have cooked uh, chicken products, which are 100% Irish, and they're produced uh, to, as a bespoke recipe made up for them by Shannon Vale in County Cork. Um, they have Keeling's Farm Fresh for, for uh, fresh produce, and then the organic eggs come from Connolly's. So, you know, there's, there's a good range. They're not all on the doorstep, although some would be. For instance, they'd have O'Hara's beers, uh, which are just in County Carlo, very close by, and ciders uh, from, from South Wicklow. So, you know, there would be um, a, a range of products which would be almost on the doorstep and others which are picked from uh, nationwide. Most of the baking is done on site, of course, but the sourdough bread, which is so special to LPQ, the organic sourdough bread, uh, is made by Thibaut Pena of the Tartine Bakery in Dublin. He's a member of the Real Bread Ireland uh, group and I think the only organic uh, producer of sourdough bread. He supplies to a number of restaurants, including LPQ. Whenever you hear uh, the words such as organic, then sometimes people think that the price is inflated because of, of the nature of those products. How do the menu prices compare to other places? Do you I feel it's good value for money? I, I think they're very fair. And I think also, I think people are getting um, to the point now where they are recognising that, you know, we've got a lot of, of good mid-market restaurants. And indeed, uh, Dun & Crescenzi, which is also the other main one in uh, in the Kildare outlet uh, would be the same kind of place where it's not price-led, it's ingredients-led, it's quality-led. And I think people recognise that, particularly in a place like that. And, you know, I think people are beginning to understand uh, that you get what you pay for with food. And it's, it's far too important uh, to be choosing our food only on price. It would be much better, I think, more and more people are coming to the conclusion uh, to eat a bit less of it uh, but to choose higher quality. A welcome addition to Kildare Village, I'd imagine, because there wasn't really a lot of choice there in terms of places to eat. Well, no, exactly. I mean, it's quite interesting, really, that there is so little choice. Now, the, you know, there are one or two places in um, in the Kildare, Vill- in, uh, Kildare Village, in, in the town, as opposed to uh, at the outlet. Uh, there are some good places there. There's Hearts Kildare, for example, a very good pub. Uh, so I suppose some people actually leave the village and go and eat elsewhere. But you need quality uh, eating experiences in a place where they're offering quality products of other kinds. And, you know, I, I think it's absolutely terrific uh, for the outlet that they've got this. And there are plans um, in the new year uh, to open in some other locations. I don't think it's been confirmed exactly what these are. But there will be at least one and probably more than one outlets in other parts of Ireland uh, in the new year. Well, we'll keep our eye out for those. And in the meantime, then, you mentioned about the criteria for winning Just Ask Restaurant of the Month, because with the new year approaching, that could be a number of restaurateurs. One of their goals, one of their objectives for 2017 is to get nominated for this. So what is the process and what's the criteria? I think you're right about the goals thing, by the way. I think it's something which has happened quite often when, when when a winner has been announced is that people come back to us and say they didn't actually realise they do this because it's right for them, uh, that they communicate through their menus, but they didn't really realise how much it meant to them uh, to get the public recognition uh, for doing it. So I think it is very important and it is a goal. Now, um, the criteria would be, uh, it is a menu competition, 
so to that extent, it's to do with uh, committing on your menu uh, that you use only Irish meats, for example, on the menu and on your website, uh, and especially beef, but Irish meats, and that you support local Irish produ- producers and you credit them and perhaps profile them on the menus. Uh, it's lovely when you get a little more detail than, than just a list. And also by training staff. Um, some of the best restaurants that are thinking along these lines um, take their staff to do producer visits. So then, you know, when uh, you're the customer in the restaurant and you ask the staff about something on the menu, they don't just know it theoretically. They've actually been to the place and they know it. Uh, but there is another layer here. Although it's a menu competition, um, these establishments have all been independently assessed and recommended before they would be considered for the menu competition. And we at Georgina Campbell's Guides do that. Uh, we do the assessment, and then any of our assessed uh, and successfully assessed uh, establishments are actually uh, um, available, if you like. They're in the pool, uh, available to be nominated for just that. Fantastic. And if people want to get more information, where's the best place for them to go? Is, is it to your own website well, there? you can certainly go to our website, island-guide.com. And, you know, we've always got a lot about um, Just Ask on the menu. Uh, but, of course, the official place is Board Beer. So it's boardbeer.ie. Great. Georgina. And don't forget the lovely map. <laughs> of course, yeah, the map is very good, so it, it is. It is. It's getting a bit crowded. I think they need smaller pointers on <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's great that it's crowded because there must be about 70 winners now. So, it's, you know, there's plenty of choice. And they're spread all over the country. Yes, they are indeed, yes. Great. Georgina, thanks for sharing that with us this evening. Have a fantastic Christmas and we look forward to talking to you in the new year. Thank you very much indeed. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're very welcome back to The Best Possible Taste with me, Sharon Noonan. So far on the show tonight, Ron Forrestal from Forrestal Wine Merchants has shared his festive wine suggestions. And just before the break, Georgina Campbell was on the phone with details about the Board Be It Just Ask initiative and told us all about the November winner. LPQ, I think they call it for short, which is in Kildare Village. And Georgina's website is ireland-guide.com and it's a mine of information regarding hotels, restaurants, producers and lots more. So well worth a look. Still to come tonight, Caroline Gray from Easy Food magazine will give us an insight into what's in the 2016 Easy Food magazine Christmas annual. But before that, we're going out and about. Last year, Santa Claus was in West Limerick and he's back this year thanks to Newcastle West Lions Club, who will host him this Saturday, the 10th of December, from 10 o'clock until 5 o'clock in his grotto on the corner of Bridge Street and Maiden Street in Newcastle West. It's €10 for the first child and five euros for each child in the family after that and that includes a lovely photograph and a gift for each child they tell me that pre-booking is advisable and you can do that at the home office shop on church street in newcastle west and you might recall that last year the lions club very kindly allowed me to visit santa before he came to the grotto in newcastle west so that i could find out more about what he likes to eat at this time of the year to set him up for that epic journey that he has to make well for the week that's in it i couldn't resist having another listen to it and i hope you enjoy hearing it again too cheers chin chin salute schleiter 
It's a desperate day out there, but I am extremely excited because I am on my way to see Santa Claus. He has agreed to give me an exclusive interview. He's obviously very busy because it's the run up to Christmas. There's only a few days left now for him and the elves to get everything organized. But he said, yep, come on out to the secret location in County Limerick and he would talk to me and answer whatever questions I have for him. So I'm on my way there now. The rain is lashing down. It's absolutely miserable. I'd say he wishes he was back in the North Pole. Wouldn't be so wet and windy there. down this teeny tiny road it's very overgrown and I'm just looking for the marker that I've been given can't tell you what it is I think this is the right location now fingers crossed just pull in here Hello, Hello, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I'm Very Sharon nice. Noonan. How are you? Very nice to meet you. Santa, thanks so much for having me here in your secret hideout in County Limerick. It's a bit strange for me to see you out of your Santa suit, but I, I suppose I should say that you're in a lovely red jumper today, so you are still looking very festive. You're here at home with Mrs. Claus. You have a lovely fire burning. Tell me, is she a good cook? She is an excellent cook. And what sort of dinners does she cook for you? What's your favourite dinner? My favourite dinner of all is bacon and cabbage for the main course with rice for dessert. Rice pudding? Rice pudding. And do you like a little bit of cream in it or some fruit? Ice cream. I don't like cream, but ice cream is okay. A little bit of jam. That sounds delicious. That kind of stuff, yeah. And tell me, on Christmas Eve then, is that what you would eat before you would set off out on your epic journey around the world? That it is. That's what I would what I would have on Christmas Eve before I head for Newcastle West and Ratkeel and Abbeyfield, Fines, Askeaton, all the towns around this area and um, all the little boys and girls are very good. They're going to bed early, going to sleep and waking up early on Christmas morning to show Mammy and Daddy their toys. Not too early, Santa. Well, Mammy and Daddy are waiting to see them too. I'm sure the Mammies and Daddies love to see the toys now on on Christmas Day, but not too early, Santa. And they must have a good breakfast before they start eating all the sweets and chocolate. So I think they should be having a nice big bowl of porridge first. Okay, I would agree with that. Now, there might be some leftovers from you because you love the boys and girls to leave you you out a little bit of a snack. And tell me, what's your favourite snack? Beans on toast. Beans on toast. Is my favourite snack. And do you get those in lots of houses that you come to? I do, but I just take a small bit and move on again. What is the most unusual snack you've come across in all your time delivering? Oh, that's a difficult one now. It would depend where I am in the world. Every country has its own little favourites. So I think it's important to try everything. Just try a little bit of everything. And I wouldn't pick any one thing out as most unusual. 
Just try everything and you'll find something you like. And that's great advice to children, isn't it? That they should always give something a try. And if they don't like it, then that's fine. But they should taste everything that their mummies and daddies and aunties and uncles and grandparents put yes. in front of them. Yes, especially fruit and vegetables, carrots and parsnips and oranges, apples, pears, all those. Try them. If you were in France, for example, they'd hardly leave you beans and toast in France, would they? No. In France and in Italy as well, um, the, the snack would be some cheese and crackers. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And in Spain, a bit of tapas. Oh, so you get a little bit of everything Just then a in little Spain. a bit of everything, yeah. And New Zealand, the other side of the world completely, pavlova. Oh, because that would be their traditional dessert, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. That must be a lovely treat for oh, you. Oh, that is correct. That yeah. is a beautiful sweet. You must be full up to the brim by the time you're you're finished your rounds. I am full up, but I just small bit everywhere I go. Have you ever arrived at a house and found mummy and daddy eating your snack? Not really. The mummies and daddies leave a little snack for me and they go away. They go to bed themselves, so when I come, they're gone too. Sounds like they're very good at setting a good example for their children. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some children might try to stay up late because they they want to meet you or they might pretend they're asleep, but they're not really asleep. Yeah. But you always know if they're asleep I or not. I always know and I might not leave presents. If they're awake and they stay awake and they want to see me, I might pass by. I might go into their brother's or sister's room and leave the presents and I might leave their, their room with no presents. So they must go to sleep. And the presents, like that's a huge load for all the reindeers to carry there in the sleigh. So they must get very tired and they must need something to eat as well to energise them. Yes, they do. But we, we, Santa and his reindeers are like magic. We bring toys for all the children of the world and they never complain and then they trot along. And we, we never, we never, I never have to use the whip. I carry a big whip but I never have to use it. And um, they like a little snack as well. While I'm, while I'm having my beans on toast, they would chew on a carrot or something like that, maybe a little bit of hay. And Rudolph's nose would be nice and red from the cold if it's a cold night. And so would the other reindeers. You are looking extremely trim. How do you manage to keep so fit and healthy whenever you have all those snacks to eat on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve is special. But during the year, I eat healthy and I take plenty of exercise, get outdoors, walking, cycling, a bit of swimming, and it all helps. It's most important and to eat healthy food and for the children as well as the mammies and daddies. The daddies must clean the chimneys so that I don't get my nice red suit dirty. Oh, because I don't think Mrs. Claus would like that, having to wash it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I don't want them going up on the roof because that's dangerous. They clean the chimney from inside, shove a brush up and put down sheets on the floor and on the furniture so that the mammies aren't cross. And we never asked you what you like to drink whenever you arrive at the house. Well, I think the nicest thing to leave out for Santi is a cup of tea. How do you take your tea? Do you take milk and sugar? I do, I take one sugar. Too much sugar is not good and just a drop of milk. 
on Christmas Day then, you and the elves and Mrs. Claus, do you all sit down and have a nice big Christmas dinner? We relax. Everything is done. All the little children have their presents got. The mammies and daddies are fine and content and happy and it's all over for another year. Santa, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me here in your secret hideout in County Limerick. Just remind the children now what they have to do on Christmas Eve. Okay, Sharon. Now, all the little boys and girls have to go to bed early and go to sleep. You're excited because Santa is coming, but go to sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, nice and early, Call Mammy and Daddy, wake them. They might, they might pretend to be cross, but they won't really be. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door A pair of hop-along boots And a pistol that shoots Is the wish of Barney and Ben Dawes that'll talk and we'll go for a walk Is the hope of Janice and Jen And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go There's a tree in the Grand Hotel One in the park as well It's the sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that'll make them ring Is the carol that you sing Right within your heart But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door Sure it's Christmas Once on West Limerick 
Welcome back to the best possible taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break I was talking to the big man himself, Mr Claus and earlier in the show Georgina Campbell told us about the board beer Just Ask campaign and the November winner and we heard Ron Forrestal's wine suggestions for Christmas. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the full show later in the week on the podcast, which you'll find on the website SharonNoonan.com, or you can also download it from iTunes and use the podcast app there. It's time for the final interview of the evening, and if you need a Christmas cooking Bible this year, the Easy Food Christmas Annual will be sure to fit the bill. Editor Caroline Gray is on the phone now. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Caroline, great to have you on the show tonight. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And what a fabulous Easy Food Christmas Annual. The cover is just stunning. Tell us about that oh, beautiful cake that's on the front thank there. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're absolutely in love with it. I mean, we had, we were, again, totally in love with our Christmas Annual last year. It had this real gorgeous, drippy chocolate cake. So we knew we wanted to go for something real stunning and real bright and just that fun winter wonderland kind of uh, feeling you get is exactly what we got with this cake. So it's this gorgeous two-tiered, uh, just kind of a nice vanilla cake, and it's flavored with um, a vanilla buttercream. And it's, it's it's as simple as can be to make, but what is really kind of just the showstopper element of it is just some kind of easy ribbons that you tie around it and a few uh, you know holly berries and pine cones and a, a nice dusting of icing sugar does all the wonders. So it's an absolutely delicious cake. I mean, we couldn't stop eating it here, but um, it's an absolute, it's just the, the showstopper of our entire Christmas annual this year. It is. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It's called a winter wonderland cake. And then I love that you've got the little arrow pointing towards it in the cover and it says page 71. So there's no exactly. chance of you not being able to find it. <laughs> That's it. And then we have that kind of nice shiny pink foil on the cover this year too so you definitely it's highlighting all the main things you know we have easy food highlighted and then exactly where to find the cake that's in there with 100 tried and tested recipes so everything you need to know for christmas that's it that's really sharing what we were kind of getting across with this issue because you know we do a christmas annual every year and every year we're trying to think of how do we how do we change christmas up what do we do different this year with the turkey and the potatoes and stuffing and we realize at the end of the day, you know, people are going to do the basics and they're going to want to do the traditional recipes. So what we've done with this issue is just really like that, gotten back to basics. So we're doing our ultimate everything. It's our ultimate turkey, our ultimate roast potatoes, our ultimate Brussels sprouts, and we have step-by-step guides for everything. So even if, you know, you've been making Christmas dinners for 70 years or it's your absolute first time doing it with this issue of easy food, you'll be able to master it, no problem. And then even with that, even with the, the turkey and the sprouts and the potatoes, um, there's some alternatives. So like if you you can do the basics, but then we have some kind of nice flavorings if you do want to switch it up. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, because even if you are a very accomplished cook, whenever it comes to the Christmas dinner, there's some bits and pieces in there that could just jazz it up a bit for you this year if you wanted to shake things up. And one exactly. recipe that had really jumped out at me was the roasted Brussels sprouts with balsamic and honey. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's, and, you know, it's just kind of something like that. I mean, everybody, I think Brussels sprouts, you know, they do get a bad rap. It's one of these uh, dishes that people seem to either, you know, love or loathe. And um, like that, kind of, th- that's the way when 
we want to do Brussels sprouts in our office, that's how we think of them, getting that nice roasted flavor with a bit of balsamic and a little sweetness and stickiness from honey. They're just amazing. They're so good. So for us, when if you're trying to look for the recipe to really jazz up your sprouts and really just kind of do something that we believe that everybody is going to love, these are the ones to go for. Because as you say, not everybody is a fan of the Brussels sprout, but they do seem yeah. to make an appearance on the Christmas dinner plate and it can be a bit of a waste of time and effort if they're not consumed. Yeah. So a good, I, a good way of jazzing them up and making them a bit more interesting. And you also have then roast carrots with gremolata. They look mm-hmm. fabulous. They look gorgeous they're, as well. Yeah, That's the thing. And, it's, and you know, and it's kind of, you can, um, you can leave, the, the gremolata is kind of made from like the butter and the parsley and the garlic. So you can leave that off, you know, if you do want a more traditional, uh, you know, carrot side dish, but that's kind of what we're including in here. So, not, you know, we have the sprouts, but then we also have a nice green bean casserole that you could serve if, you know, you want that green vegetable, but you don't really want to go down the sprout route. And, um, you know, just some different kind of roast vegetable options, just so that you can kind of pick and choose. You can make the really traditional menu, or you can kind of jazz it up a little bit, or like that, we're kind of giving you ideas where if you really want to go, um, you know, all out and kind of change up the flavor profiles of what you're serving will give you some really nice ideas in this. And now is a good time, I think, to be thinking about the leftovers and how you're going to use the leftovers up. And you've some good suggestions inside this month's yeah. magazine for that. Uh, definitely, because that's the thing. I mean, sometimes the best part of all the Christmas food is just the next day when you kind of make something delicious out of it. And we always find that's one of the best ways to, um, you know, create kind of some new recipes that you can just keep in your repertoire. So, you know, between we have something for leftover turkey and ham and even down to kind of like the mashed potatoes and the Christmas cake. Um, there's always something you can do. So there's no need to, you know, if you don't, if you want to just heat it up and serve it as is, that's great but you know why not have a bit of fun with it and kind of create something new and then finally if you're looking for some inspiration in terms of buying Christmas presents I'm going to flick to page 133 here Mm -hmm. you have lots of gift ideas in there we do so we have just about everything I mean from you know, some kind of edible gift ideas if you wanted to give something, you know, that's that's such a great cheap and cheerful kind of gift and they're so full of thought. So, you know, if you have somebody that really likes spicy food or that really has a sweet tooth, there's some kind of nice edible gift ideas that you can make yourself or, you know, we get into anything you can buy in the shops, things for, you know, kids or people that are home bakers or that love coffee. I mean, there are so many things you can find. So we've really narrowed down some of our favorite picks told you where to get them how much they are so you can have your christmas list you know everything kind of checked off for all the foodies in your life yeah i like the look of that wine cooler there yeah 380 (laughs) odd euros that if if it came stocked as well that would be even better (laughs) (laughs) if if you find it stocked somewhere let me know i might just want it for myself well a fabulous issue as always and um we're at the start of december now and it's not going to be long till the january issue is out i know that's it actually our january issue is out even um before the end of the month so it's it's out in december and um like that we'll kind of be touching on some kind of winter recipes and then a few more kind of just nice winter warmers to kind of get you through the cold months. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing all the details about that. That's the Easy Food Christmas Annual. It's out on the shelves now in all the, the good bookstores and some of the um, the supermarkets as well. And it costs four ninety five. Brilliant, Caroline. Thanks for talking to us about it this evening and have thanks a wonderful so much, Christmas. And we look forward to talking to you in the new year. 
Great stuff. Thanks, Sharon. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Schleinter. That brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks so much to Ron Forrestal, Georgina Campbell, Santa Claus and Caroline Gray. I hope to see you at the Enterprise Town Expos this Friday night from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock and then again on Saturday from 12 noon until 3 o'clock in Desmond College. Palace Foods is doing a 15-minute Christmas canapes demo on Friday evening and Victoria from Begu Suite will be wowing us with her cake decorating skills on Saturday. A living crib is planned, musical entertainment and lots more and this is really going to be a fantastic event showcasing Newcastle West's businesses and community groups, schools, charities etc. So be sure to pop along. It's all free and I'm sure there'll be lots of free samples as well as stuff to keep the children occupied. Mrs Claus will be there, Vincent Brown is coming, Gavin Duffy from Dragon's Den, the strongest man in Ireland and the list goes on. If you visit the Newcastle West Enterprise Town Facebook page for all the details, you will see everything that is lined up. Until next week, when I'm sure to have more festive food and chat for you, bon appétit. Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book, or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit.